0: And welcome to the 102nd episode of the Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what their influences are, and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half, we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Talisman Horus Heresy by Nomad Games. Andy. Who are you and what do you do?
1: Hi Chris my name is Andy Bate and I am the studio art director here at uh, Nomad Games and I'm also uh, one of the uh, designers of Talesman Horus Heresy. Basically um, I was responsible for uh, the look and feel of the game and also all of the background and fluff, for making sure that what we were what we were making was kind of fitted in with the vision of one forty thousand that uh, we have that Games Workshop wanted to get across.
0: Right, that's it, that's no mean feat. Uh, <laughs>
1: I also make the coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, we're going to talk about the the game itself later on. But uh, I understand Games Workshop have a very set strict set of guidelines on what. Can be drawn on how it's drawn, or or, they, or
1: don't they? They 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 do. What 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 you need to understand with Games Workshop is they they've been creating this IP for well for over thirty years now uh, with 40,000. and um, they just want to make sure that when you're making something, it's 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 in the same you know it's in, it, everything that you're you're creating is is in this works within the same universe. You know, it's a bit like with something like Star Wars you know it's got to be it's got to be correct to work within that universe and as long as you I mean I'm a I'm a huge well, 40,000 fan anyway as long as you kind of know what you're talking about really all they, all they do all they want to do is help you make sure you get that right so it's it's more of a helpful thing rather than a, uh, a you know a, a top down it's got to be like this kind of thing you know
0: yeah because I, there's been many artists throughout the history of Warhammer that have tried to represent various sort of because um, that's one of the things that's always drawn me to, to Warhammer is the, is the art um, and, uh, but we'll, we're going ahead of ourselves let's move on okay. to the second question really because I want to ask you how did you make your start in making video games?
1: Well a uh, long long time I started making video games I think it was 1991 so a long time ago uh, um, I started. I was 19. I, I managed. I was. I left. I was leaving art college, and I was going to go up to Carlisle to do a degree in art and design. And a company called Digital Image Design came into my little college, and they were making flight simulators, space flight simulators at the time. And they said to uh, all of us young boys and girls, "Who wants a job?" And I went, "This sounds absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, I want a piece of this." So uh, I went for a job interview there, and that was, you know, that was good grief. Is it twenty five years ago or something Yeah, 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 a long, yeah. long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I and I started I started as a a, a a junior artist then, right right at the beginning of the kind of the 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 three D revolution, um, working on three uh, D flight simulators to, to start with on uh, Amiga and Atari, and then through through onto PC. And we we did that for um, we did flight simulators uh, for about uh, five or six years with digital image design. I then moved on to uh, a another company called Rage Games. And we, there we were making uh, mostly um, racing games. We made a game. We made a game called E-Racer. And we we also created another game called Lamborghini, which didn't actually get released. Um, from that,
0: I'm remembering a lot of these games. I'm not, yeah, uh, I mean, I was there at the time. Um, I remember, you know, I was a big Amiga fan, although I had an ST before that. I know, I know, but I like Star Glider. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- that-
1: our, our, our biggest game at the idea at that time was it was it was a it was a, it was a game called uh, Epic. I don't know if you remember that. That was way way you back. You did
0: that for Ocean, didn't you?
1: Yes, that's right. And then we we yeah. did a follow I didn't actually. I, that was just that was a couple of years just before my time. I I worked on the follow up game, which was called Inferno, which was this huge, grand, you know, space opera flight simulation game. That was it was absolutely enormous. I don't remember a bit, that. Bit, did not come yeah, out all? Or- Yes, yes, that was a yeah, that was came out around about f- uh, funny enough, it came out around about the same time as um, the um, X-wing games, so that's probably why I didn't do so much. Ah, well.
0: right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, by that time, mm, I'd uh, yeah, yeah. I'd uh, defected. I know, I know, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah, when Doom arrived and Wing Commander arrived, although yeah. Wing Commander did appear on the Amiga, as you and I yeah. know, on only four discs. I hasten to add.
1: Yeah, that's um, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I love telling that story, like. Really? Yeah,
1: course, yeah. How? Uh, I don't you know, know. and, and so, so so really, kind of. I've, I've been I've been in the, the industry ever since, mostly doing artwork, and uh, but I now I've now kind of do both art and and um, and design work as well. You know.
0: So that's quite a change. So you went, you did some racing games, and then oh we've, yeah, we've pretty much done everything. Yeah,
1: and you, you <laughs> I went mean, it's to... been. So
0: yeah. how did how did the PlayStation era impact on you? Then what did you do at that point? Um. I call it the PlayStation uh, era, but it's Play- like the nineties Play- through. We,
1: we we were both through that time. We were we were mostly concentrating on PC, to be honest. Um,
0: yeah.
1: We um we we didn't we didn't really start moving onto console stuff until probably it was PlayStation Two and PlayStation Three, really, and that's when we that's when we would the thing is as I say as I move around from from company to company. It's always been kind of a quite a large group of us so there are the many of the key staff that started off at digital image sign It's still the, the, some of the main key staff now that are that are at nomad games you know so if, even though the companies have kind of come and gone there's always been a core group of us that have kind of stuck together hence the name yeah <laughs> 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 yeah hence, exactly yeah hence, hence the, the name, name. sorry uh, i had to do that that's, yeah that's awesome. yeah so that's yeah, yeah, like,
0: yeah, well, that's why we're called this. What? Yeah, because we have been drifting along for the past, mm. you know, lifetime. Because it's yeah. basically yeah. the, you know, the, the millennials, literally. The, yeah. The, yeah. That's where you it's... started. And here the, they all are now getting very still, angry,
1: st- but, still, yeah. still here, still, still getting older yeah, and great Yeah, and, right, <laughs> but
0: uh, that's a fascinating path you've taken. And here you are doing this game, Talisman. I want to talk about Talisman later on as a, as a concept, as a thing uh because it's one of my it was one one of my favorite board games up until very recently, but we'll talk about that later um so but that's that you've just been going along along and making games for i mean you must have been did at any point did you look around and go what is the game industry doing now did, were there any points you like what I didn't see
1: this coming anything well, particular uh, this uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> about about once every five years you yeah. kind of you were you kind of—it's a case of you—you—you you, you, you know the the bottom falls out of the industry, and you, you have to go through the mill of of, of starting again. It's—it's it's you know it's been a it's been a five or six year circular thing. We were we were a part of THQ at the end, you know, <laughs> from Juice Games to THQ. We went from Juice Games to THQ, and we kind of went through that whole um, disaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember. It
1: was the end of which was the end of THQ. So yeah, I mean it's. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a volatile old business, the games industry. It and, uh...
0: is. I mean, I, I just love telling this story about THQ. I went to Gamescom. I'm not sure if I've ever been to that show before. Not good for people who are uh, agoraphobic because it has lots and lots and lots of people. 250,000 Germans descend upon Cologne, and, um, <laughs> uh, which is a lovely city, and I've got nothing against the show either. It's just the sheer number of people. Um, and THQ had them. A- massive booth this is 2011
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and like and you thought it's fine it's up there with the likes of bethesda and ea surely
1: well they were they were they were were kind of third third biggest publisher yeah you know below but
0: it's it's uh it's it's, um it was a bit of you know all mouth and no trousers uh kind of thing going on
1: unfortunately it's all, it's all smoke and mirrors really yeah. and you realize
0: that, <laughs> um you know that's that's the thing you've got to be wary of and it happens a lot people think they get this p- facade they put up this facade like, yeah i'm fine i'm you know but in reality there there's there's nothing there there's like you just poke a the little tail well i mean you know?
1: we have we had we had some we had some really good studios in yes. in mean, the like a, a relic and whatnot. and you know the you know the really the really good people kind of survived out the other side of that you know um I mean, if you look at Relic, they're, 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 they're still going strong today with, with, uh, with, with Sega and... Yeah, Dawn of War know.
0: 3. It's been announced.
1: Yeah, Dawn of War 3. Look, we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we'll, oh, get, good, we'll I'm get, good. Get, get on to that later. I love to, Yeah, we'll ask about that later. But uh, it's one of the love things I do love to talk about And developers is uh, other people's work. Because, you know, you feed off of each other. Yeah, and That's important. Yeah. You're not living in a bubble. Uh, the best developers don't, in my humble opinion. Mm, That's oh, true I, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said that out loud but I did anyway. <laughs> Okay, so As a creator then uh, This question's difficult to answer And I don't mind you stuttering and going I can't do this properly Chris But let's just try it anyway What do you believe is your influences as a creator of things?
1: Well To, me, to be honest with me This is This is very very easy, and um, it goes it goes all the way back to when I was uh, a young a young lad, and it was Warhammer Forty Thousand. I was I was there right at the very beginning.
0: I remember buying that book.
1: The first book was uh, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and um, and I, I remember I remember seeing that very. I mean, because as well as being a, a a digital game player, my main kind of interest has always been um, tabletop gaming. Okay. Um, so my influences, I've always kind of come come from 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 that really. And um, um, from an artistic point of view, I love I love the work of um, John Lynch. And from a game from a game design point of view, I mean it's speaks to the likes of uh, Rick Priestley. I mean now it's it's um, it's it's uh, Alan Bly and uh, Alessio Cavatore and people like that. But you know because because the kind of games that I make are they are board games. It may be in a digital format, but it is a it is board games that I that I make now. You know, so but even even from when I was right the way back when I when I got that first job uh, with digital image design, the reason why I got it is because uh, at the college I had as well as as well as the all the artwork that I was showing, I had all of my one hundred forty thousand models and kit bashes of spaceships and whatnot that I made. And the reason why I got a lot of job is because people, the, the people at the time said, "Well, if that guy can make." Spaceships out of bits of Airfix kits and and whatnot, not whatnot. Then you'd probably be quite good at doing it in a digital point of view, and, that, and that's what they did. They trained me up to to, to build this stuff digitally rather than physically. But from right away from the start, it's always been um, it's always been about making stuff physically for me, you know. And the the digital the digital realm was just an exp- you know an expansion that they, they gave me a whole new world to play in this virtual world. And and that's kind of that's one that's kind of why I kind of crossed over, you know. And now it's great because it's going all the way back because now people are creating stuff digitally and being able to print it into the physical world. And it's just like you no, know, this is this is Star Trek stuff. You know, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, again, another thing like what's the thing you never saw coming? That, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just yeah. stupid. You can't three D printing yeah. go away. Yeah. Like no, it's, you know, got, it's, you it's just used, amazing. You know,
1: plastic, it's it's absolutely yeah, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So that's that's I mean that that is always that is always throughout all all of us, all the the different um, stages of my of me and my career it's uh, that's always been there uh, you know it's that that huge rich bonkers strange gothic world with horrible <laughs> aliens and monsters and and all that kind of stuff has always been has always been there and kind of, with me and I've always. I've always, you can always, I cannot
0: I've always come back to that, you know. It's, uh, I it's, do, I, it... I do find it uh, a fascinating universe, and I can only completely empathise with you as regards to uh, playing of uh, of tabletop games. Although I never got into the war game thing, um, and I love telling this story. I'm listeners, for hearing this before. I've said it before, so sorry. But as soon as you see a tape measure, <laughs> like, yeah, were well, you putting some windows up or something? Or... <laughs>
1: <laughs> what yeah, see i'm 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 the absolute opposite i mean i i i'm i've i've got a we've i've got a gaming group that come around to my house and we play tabletop games about once a week and if i if i miss a week or two then i i really start getting a bit touchy. I, yeah. I love Don't get i love, having... love
0: ball games and yeah. and yeah love love blood bowl one of my favorite games um, still play it I still have a second edition but they're re-releasing it yay uh, yeah that's yeah, yeah. exciting I can't believe they're doing that uh, yeah. so um, and uh, so seeing that and then you know but I just can't do the tape measure thing I'm like right, I, won't, right. I won't do it so you know the, the closest I get to that is X-Wing that's the closest right
1: yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, we've, you know, I, I've always I've always found it's been a bit more of a means to an end for me though to be honest I mean it's some sometimes you kind of you, we, we play these we play these games kind of despite the fact that, that there are these limitations of having to use a tape measure and you know it's it's the it's I suppose it's the imagination bit that we kind of because we're making up the stories as we go along you know yeah. um, and it I mean I'm I'm the me and my gaming group are the kind of players who we're we're playing this game to to find out what this what's going to happen within this story you know. So it's, it's, I suppose it's, we, we play it more like role-play games, to be honest, our particular group. We'll, we'll come up with a big, huge scenario, and we'll come up with the two armies, and we'll say, right, this is, this is, this event that's going to happen here. Let's find out how this story plays out. And the, the, the tape measure and the, and the dice are kind of a, a almost, not, you know, it's a, it's a byproduct of that, you know, we're not, we're not, it's just that's just how you kind of find out what this story is you know
0: indeed don't get me wrong I'm not saying it's rational <laughs> it's actually like it's a weird neurosis like what's your beef yeah like well I tape measure I'm measuring for curtains what are, yeah. you, what are you doing it's like I'll just I'll just <laughs> take this and I'll actually just pick it up and scuff it across the room and start measuring up the yeah. curtains like what are you doing well, this is it's for isn't it you know Um. but I play d and D. I'm actually running a and d game at the moment and uh just that there's, a, I can tell you this. The players might listen, but they've uh, just encountered. A, um, they're in the middle of a siege, which they've not, not none of their doing. <laughs> and now they're being, they're being sieged by orcs from all sides. Try Brilliant. to imagine running that and fifth edition D and D. It's not <laughs> easy. Um, and it's not going to go well if they if they do something silly. So uh, I'm really looking forward to to because they just reached that point and I said, okay, we'll just come back next week and see how this pans out, shall we? <laughs> really? <laughs> so yeah, I'm a big big fan of, uh, and I'm also painting the Silver Tower. Not as you know about Silver Tower.
1: Yes, yeah, so we um, we uh, we've we managed to get a couple of copies of that. Um, uh, I've just I've just done the base I've coat, done. done the white base coat. You know yeah, what it is. is yeah. I'm
0: Sitting there going, what do I do? because I made <laughs> white because if you look at the models definitely a white base coat not a not yeah, black one yeah yeah have you
1: played it much yet it's a really it's a really really good little game it's a really
0: really bonkers game
1: yeah yeah it's absolutely a, bon- t-
0: and you look at people playing and go why is the board so tiny like yeah <laughs> there's a reason for that because it's meant yeah. to be claustrophobic yeah. it's meant to be you're inching your way through this horrible dark tower why would you want a vast, expansive board? You just want to know where you are. And it feels but its sort terror.
1: It's, it's absolutely great. I mean, they've got... They've got it's, I mean, you're, right, you're right, it is absolutely bonkers. Little little books running around on legs and, and little fishmen and all kinds oh, of... I'm weird. looking forward
0: to painting the books. I'm not sure what to write in them, though. Maybe you help me out <laughs> No, uh, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> really, I usually put really, some really weird thing when books. So let's see a book on a character, on fantasy, and also on 40,000. I'm like... Okay, what I'm going to do with this? Because <laughs> I've painted, you know, the Horus Heresy. I painted that, and so I've painted Marines and stuff, but
1: just not for the yeah. tabletop game.
0: But no, that's, that's a great kind answer of. to get inspired by the 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 very universe that you, you know, and has been inspiring you in pieces. Yeah, pieces. it's been it's
1: years. been with me all my all my, all my life yeah. since it was. I think I put when I first saw it when I was twelve or thirteen or something like that. It like. It's it's a, been yeah. it's always been there. You know, it's. Uh, it just it, it does just inspire me. And I mean, I suppose the other one will be stuff like Star Wars and whatnot. But I mean, that's you know, that's the same for everybody, isn't it? Yeah. But um, but that particular that particular world uh, just resonated me with me as a kid. And I think a lot of it now is is I think it is kind of nostalgia from those really happy days doing that stuff when I was a young a young lad, you know. Yeah. And it's uh...
0: I think also there might be more. Uh, esoteric way of looking at it is that here's a company that decided, let's look at something that no one's really looked at. What will the universe be like in forty thousand years from now? <laughs>
1: forty thousand years as well. It's such a you know it's such a, a, a it's such a far away time. As well I mean, we don't yeah. know
0: history ten thousand years prior. We know we've yeah. been around for two hundred thousand years as a species. We know that, but that's a massive long time.
1: Oh, yeah, we've only we've only got was it two or two or two or three thousand years of recorded history ish, apart from you know cave paintings and whatnot. Yeah, we well, got the pyramids. And, uh, the pyramids got
0: well, yeah. five six thousand years, but yeah, even yeah, we well, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's about ten thousand years tops, and that's yeah. pushing it. So for like one hundred ninety thousand years, nothing, <laughs> <laughs> and then something happened, you know, and yeah. uh, and then here we are going. What's going to happen? Like what? And that's what then allowed them to be free and go. Well, bonkers things happen, mm. <laughs> you know. Human beings are evolving into something else. Of course they are, because they're out in space, and they have been for a very. And I love, yeah, and I love the fact that the, the human race is a old dying race.
1: And it's and it, and it is it is it is just it is just um it is just fantasy in space. Yeah. You know, it, it is it's kind of the it is the. They've just taken the fall of the Roman Empire and stuck a few bits and bobs of, you know, Tolkien-esque kind of fantasy and, and munged it all together and 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 come up with this this really bonkers world. And it's great. I absolutely love it. And
0: killed off the dwarves yeah. in the process.
1: Uh... Let's <laughs> not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the squads. Anyway, um,
0: let's move on to the next question. What developer do you most admire in the industry and why?
1: Okay, so it probably won't come in as a surprise because I did mention this a few minutes ago. It's probably Relic, to be honest. Right. Uh, the, the creators of Dawn of War and uh,
0: Company of Heroes.
1: Company of Heroes, of course. Cool. So, yeah, uh, mostly for me though, uh, and I still play this now. Was was the Space Marine game? I just I've spent hours and hours playing that they put, with my.
0: They made a lot of content for that game.
1: Mm, yeah, brilliant, and 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 even now when we can't get together in the same room, me and my friends will just will 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 get the old 360s out and we'll we'll just play cooperative games of uh, Space but We don't. I don't play. I don't play uh, shoot 'em ups uh, uh, competitively anymore because I'm just too old and rubbish. Yeah, but, I can't uh, do anymore. Uh, too... It makes me sad. <laughs> I can be a
0: defender just... or a healer, but I can't. Yeah, I just
1: can't. Can't, I'm just not I used to be really good I used to be really good at it in my younger days we used to play uh, Counter-Strike and whatnot mm. Uh in the office we used to play you know LAN games of you know uh, uh, 10v10 games and oh, we were absolutely awesome at it but now I go on I mean I, one of the games I play quite a bit now is is, um, is the uh, Star Wars Battlefront and playing that online I just I just get murdered so the best idea is playing, playing, playing that kind of stuff with um With my two kids now, and even they beat me, and they're they're six and eight. It's just embarrassing. Those two
0: like Minecrafted in heavily right now, but
1: yes, the reason why the reason why the reason why they're so good at playing playing um um Battlefront is because they grew up with Minecraft, and they can just they just understand how to move around in that virtual. And and it's I mean again, that's a brilliant brilliant thing. Spend a lot spend a lot of time with the kids just. Making stuff with them, and it, that's their that's their version of Lego. To be honest, they spend hours and hours now. And, and that, I mean, pff, Minecraft. It, it's you know what? It's probably it's probably, I think for kids, it's probably one of the best things that could come along in the game as a game for kids because it's it's about creativity. They just spend the times in this big huge sandbox creating these
0: and it was wonderful,
1: you know, wonderful worlds. No, the thing is,
0: it's a, it was a hard core, I hate using that phrase, but it was an indie game, wasn't it? And the mm, likes yeah. of you and I knew about it. In fact, I've been playing it for I can't remember, when it first came out, it was in beta and it was about a tenner. Yeah. I remember, you know, yeah, that's the, right, yeah. I love the fact that, oh, okay, I'm making stuff and then I'm going to make more stuff and all monsters. Kill, kill the monsters and carry on making stuff to stop myself mm, and from dying.
1: And you kind of, yeah, with me I was always like, well, kind of, what's the, what's the you know, as a but kind of an uh, more of an old old yeah, time yeah. game. What's what's the kind of point of this? And the kids are like, well, the point is we're playing. Yeah, and, you know, we're
0: messing around. They just
1: spend with, and yeah. just messing around and creating stuff. And you go, like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Whereas we we, uh, we think, well, I need a point, and that's why I've yeah, always liked yeah. playing survival. Whenever I play Minecraft, it's always the standard mode. Like, okay, <laughs> well, they're gonna come. Yeah, I'll, I've got to do everything I can to defend, fa- and that's all I do. My whole None about creativity. Nothing to make look nice. It's oh, that's a good piece of defense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and 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 I can. Well, I, with my, with me and my kids, it's just right. Turn off survival mode. Let's get creative mode. Yeah, yeah. And let's go and, let's go and build a castle in the sky with a with a waterfall of lava and a you know. And and they just go. They just go absolutely bonkers with it. And and uh, yeah, that that is just. I think that from a from a. From a design point of view as well, it's 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 just educating my kids on on you know creativity, and I think that's just wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful yeah. game. I think. And the, the, a bit too much time the, on it, but
0: yeah, the simple <laughs> act of saying, "You yeah. know what? I'm making all these tools to make the world. Why don't mm. I give those to the player?" Now, come on, it's been done lots and lots of times. Sutamut construction kit was the oldest one I can remember. Um but there's probably older yeah, ones. That's than where that. I started with there's that. There's the quill uh, that did those text yeah. adventures and Illustrator. Again, you and yeah. I are showing our age now, we're going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but all of these things they've been around for a long time, but Minecraft did it just that little bit differently by actually making it the game part of the creation process. And no mm. one had done that up until now. At least I don't think so. I'm sure people were invite going, Oh, I think you're fine, Chris. But it's it's just that idea of of making um making the the act of creation is a it's, means to it's an vir-
1: it's virtual yeah. lego isn't it it's yeah. just it's you know it's you can do whatever you want and create whatever you want and and spend hours in this in this wonderful virtual world and it's just it's it's amazing yeah. It's absolutely amazing
0: so my next question then it's my favorite question because it gives you a hint as to what you're working on next it doesn't but I like to think it does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you playing right now? Other than Talisman, Horus Heresy, of course. Uh,
1: well, like I said, in the, in the digital front, it's uh, I spend most of my time playing computer games with the kids, so I play a bit of Battlefront with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I can, Space Marine with my friends, co-op. Uh, I have lot of time minecrafting with the kids. Or watching them, and well, and, uh, like I said before, I mean, uh, if I'm if I've if I've got time and yep. playing games, then it'll be it'll be a physical game, you know, it's, and it's usually either War 40,000 or the Horus Heresy version of War 40,000. Um, well, the 30,000 game, or yes, yeah, so, that's, that's, so there's a, in the. Books? Um, I'm going through them I think I'm about halfway well, I, there's I, a lot I, of them. Halfway, yeah there's a lot and and that's kind of that's that's part of my that's part of what I have to do from research anyway right. but there is a lot some I mean, of them are better about,
0: than others I'm afraid um, yeah I'm a bit of, yeah, a, yeah. A, bit um, of a reader anything, myself I do like my books and
1: uh, anything from Dan Abner's pretty good yeah. can't go wrong um, uh, one of the um, um, one of the main things that I had to do when I started doing um the Horace Heresy um, version of Talisman was um, spend a lot of time reading through the Black Library books. At some point, you know, some 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 of the early Black Library books, but most of, most of the time, it's reading the big huge. there's Forge World did big huge these big huge um, um, wargaming books, which are more like a history book because that's really what War of is it's a, the the writing the history of the Warhammer 40,000 universe, uh, so I have to spend a lot of time reading that. I don't have to, I, I like to anyway, but I spend a lot of time so I spend a lot of time playing, um, you know, tabletop board games like that. Um, a little bit of again, a board game, a little, um, well, tabletop game, a little bit of X Wing now and then. Um, Silver Towers just, come, just has come up, um. And there's a few other games that I'm playing at the moment which I'm not allowed to tell you because that would give away one. <laughs> Okay. What I'm working on best at the moment. said
0: that unsaid. Yeah. so I almost yeah. did it. See, after all these years, finally,
1: hundred and second episode, no, no. hundred
0: and two episodes. <laughs> you know.
1: um, but so, so yeah, so it's much more. I mean, I'm much, I'm much more playing games in the physical.
0: Yeah, I've got round. quite a lot I've seen, of, yeah. I have a lot of affection towards um, physical board games. I love modifying them as well as so there's a uh, merchants and marauders, which is a really good, uh, right, yeah, really yeah. good
1: game. I think, I think probably what. I've what I found is because because I have spent how many years it is twenty odd years longer now in the games industry. When I'm actually doing playing at home, you know, I prefer it to be something a bit a bit different. You know, and it's the same when I'm doing not like f- from a f- from from an artistic point of view because I'm, I'm primarily, primarily an artist. Um, I prefer to be making models and you know making stuff in the physical world rather than you know. Rather than you yeah. know, for instance, doing the digital painting because I do all, I do that all day at work, right. you know. Yeah. So it's a nice it's a nice break to. I want to do something else creatively at home, whether it's from an artistic point of view or from a from a gameplay point of view. And again, it's it's kind of like you know, it's it's making up my own stories. You know, uh, whether it's with that, whether that's with using board games or you know tabletop games or 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 playing role play games or whatnot. You yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I find is that when painting figures. I'm not actually focusing on what I'm doing I'm just, my mind just drifts off. i yeah. think I've asked yeah. this of other artists and they go, yeah yeah you' not you know like, unless you make a mistake <laughs> and then it, all your attention
1: it's yeah it's 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 time for you to, to kind of let like you let your mind drift and 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 just uh it's uh yeah i mean I, because I do a lot I do a lot of uh painting as well I mean I spend. I spend my wife will tell you that I spend far too much time <laughs> painting. Which she'll be she'll be watching something on TV, and I'm just there painting my latest miniature that I've got <laughs> from the workshop or whatnot, or converting something, or building a, a piece of scenery or, or something like that. You know, and and I'm not I'm I'm not thinking about what colour no. should this should be. That's all that's all subconscious. Well, I'm 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 off I'm off in some some fancy yeah, world in my head you just some... got off. Yeah, yeah. gone off just
0: gone I usually listen yeah. to podcasts as well um...
1: yes I mean I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big podcast listener I'm more of a again I listen to um, much more tabletop based stuff like um, um, independent characters and the overlords and, and, and podcasts like that um, but I also listen to a lot of audiobooks as well that's another, another way that I can kind of I can catch up on on the the warm 40,000 yeah. fluff as it were yeah. and still be doing doing something else because that's one of the things that Black Library do a lot of now they do a lot of really good audiobooks that you can just there's
0: one I you know, would recommend to you highly um, one that's been recommended to me by many of my friends it's not um, it's not a, um, about games at all but it's definitely about something that's very important it's about the first world war and it's called um, Hardcore Histories
1: alright um, oh, oh yeah yes yeah. I think yeah, it's it's quite long. I've heard it. Each
0: episode can be four or five hours long, but then again, it's called a blueprint to Armageddon. There's five parts to it, and it's it's terrifying, terrifying. Right, and it understands.
1: It's yeah, I'll have to to look into that. I've I've heard of that one before actually. I would grab Um, it
0: now because generally, what they does what they do is they put them into archive, and then you have to pay to gain access to the archive. Uh, oh right! Just okay. how they make their money. I'm um, not going to, yeah. you know, because it was worth it. Because the amount, the quality is extraordinary, uh, and the 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 way the presentation is given is incredible. So yes, and it may feed into your creative endeavours because reality is also, you know, the universe itself is also a piece of inspiration, mm. uh, and you can, you know, you draw from that as much as you can. Indeed, indeed. So, first half of the show's over. Yay! See, look, you did it. <laughs> Really <laughs> done. Um, Thank <laughs> you. So, let's, uh, Andy, let's move on to the second half of the show where we talk about Talisman Horus Heresy. Earth question. Tell us about Talisman Horus Heresy. What is it?
1: Well, um, Talisman Horus Heresy is it's the Talisman rule set we've used to um, create this digital board game based in the Warmer Forty Thousand universe, but it's based in the 30, 31st millennium, which is the the beginning of the in the one forty thousand Fluff, It's the beginning of what is known as the Horus Heresy, which is uh, uh, the betrayal of um, Horus, who is one of the emperor's um, sons, basically. And uh, basically, what it was is a massive, big, huge civil war in the uh, in the one forty thousand universe. And what what we've done is we've we've taken we've taken the idea of being able to uh, play as a uh, one of the heroes or warlords within this universe, and the idea is you've got you're trying to travel around this universe, gathering your legions of soldiers and tanks and and spaceships and, and soldiers together to to get back to the centre of this universe, which is Terra or our Earth, and and um, influence the final battle between these two essentially gods, really demigods. Um, and, it's, and what it is really is, it, again, it's, it's kind of a storytelling thing. We wanted to, for people who don't really know what the Horus Heresy is about, if they're not being introduced to anything within 1 foot 1,000, then it's, it's a good way to kind of introduce people to, to what this this world is all about. You know? so, and it's, you know, it's, it's using the Talisman rule set, so it's, it's very similar. You're travelling around, gathering forces, trying to get yourself strong enough to be able to, to encounter either Horus or the Emperor in this big huge final battle.
0: And it does that with a plum. Um I think the way you've actually constructed the Talisman board game itself which is very very old. I can't remember when it came out. I think it's in the early 80s wasn't it? Over 30 years ago yeah. I remember buying yeah, the, yeah. or having a play of the first edition and this is the first time i encountered a board game that wasn't Monopoly. Or, right yeah. Or, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what I, kind of, I don't know what that is or Backgammon, yeah, the board game anyway, or or other traditional board games. I remember the most yeah. obscure one. That's
1: right. Sorry? it's been yeah, it's been around for for a long, long time. It was originally it was originally written as a a a, um, a more simple way for for people to get together and have a Dungeons and Dragons like experience. That's... Really, you know, I mean, it, and that's and That's really what it was kind of before it was for when. You know because if you, unless you unless you have got somebody who's a who's a you know a really good storyteller so it's, so it's sometimes quite difficult to kind of run those those you know role playing games so this was a this talisman board game was a way that people could enjoy that experience without having you know without having to worry about a a dungeon master or something like that, you know
0: exactly and yeah d and d especially back then was more or less impenetrable um I don't know if you've ever read the original rule books of d and d like first edition. They're gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> they are just, just gibberish. Yeah. Um, yeah. They make, they're make poorly, poorly, poorly laid out, poorly written, um, make no sense. It just amaz- it amazes you how much we take for granted now of rule books. I mean, how you and I maybe critique oh. rule books from certain developers of board games. And like, oh, come on, this oh, makes no oh, sense. Oh, 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 come oh, on. Oh. And we go, really? Really? This is glorious compared to what it was 30
1: years ago. But but that's but that's what it was like. You kind of you played this despite the rule sets because it's because you're you're always trying to get to to that. It was your own. It was, it was kind of releasing your own imagination and 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 with with the likes of Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, the ruleset set was impenetrable. But but that wasn't the point of it. The point was you were you were you were you were going off on this wonderful journey within your own collective imagination and. And that happened despite the rules, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's, that was the that was the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about it, you know.
0: It was, yeah. People like you know they realised This is a <clears throat> there's rules and there's guidelines. <laughs> now board yeah. games yeah. we have rules, or so no one played Monopoly properly. Um, everyone knows that. <laughs> Apparently, there's an auction thing in Monopoly. I never did it as a kid. Nope. Nope. No. no. I know a few people who did, and they were weird. But no. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> apparently that's an auction thing and I didn't know about that but D&D was a set of guidelines which, which yeah, you know, and yeah. ultimately the rule arbiter was the, the DM it's like oh, I, I rolled a dice mm. behind my screen am I going to take that value to be true I don't know
1: I mean, <laughs> even when Warhammer 40,000 came out it was supposed to be played more as a, a, a roleplay game yeah. you, know, you, you were supposed to be two sides under a, a, a game. well monster, I do have know. a
0: copy of Rogue Trader so I know what that's
1: like. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm talking about,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, an, that's an extraordinary oh. game for discussion for another time. But it is basically just yeah, buckling in space. Yay! <laughs> yeah. uh, as a privateer for the Emperor. Brilliant. Can't go wrong. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, yes, it's definitely a board game in a digital pro- format. And I just want to ask you, um, one of the things that struck me about Talisman is that there's many similarities between Talisman Horus Heresy and Talisman Board Game. Uh, and you've actually released, well, you worked on Talisman, the board game, the digital version, didn't you? You made that. Yes, that's um, right. I made that first. But um, I want to tease out of you what are the key differentiators between the two? I'm assuming on the listener's part, to have some familiarity of what, how Talisman works. Basically, you roll a dice, you can move either direction along the board, around the circumference, or you know, there's, there's three sort of tiers of the board. But you can move either direction, which does freak people out. You can go backwards or forwards, uh, that space, and then interact with whatever happens on that board space. So, um, And then there's the you cards you draw, and then there's battles you can have or equipment you can find or allies you can recruit. And that's what happens. And, that's, and you just go around. And you can also interact with other players. So, but you couldn't do that much in the Talisman. But what does Horus Heresy bring to the board? I know what it does. No, no pun intended. But what does it bring? Uh, uh, I want you to explain what it what it does.
1: The I think the main the main thing, the main difference, I suppose, is with 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 Horus Heresy, you're either fighting for one side or the other. So with Talisman, you are a a warrior or a priest or or you know a, a wizard or something like, that. and you and you're traveling around the board. And what you're doing is you're facing. You're each facing a neutral enemy, I suppose. So, you know, each of you will be facing an orc or a, you know, an ogre or, or some kind of a monster. Whereas with, with, with Horus Heresy, you're actually combating against each other. So in a four-player game, you can play two players against each other, either Loyalist or Traitor. So when you're traveling around the board, when you're drawing these, we call them data slates, but they're essentially cards, um, for one person... It might be an enemy in the case of like it might be a Space Marine tactical battalion or something like that. And for 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 the for the loyalists, that might be an enemy because it's a traitor, it's a traitor tactical battalion. But for the traitors, that will be that will be their their unit that they can they can bring back on board and, and fight as a part of that legion. So it's always, I think that's the main thing. It's 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 more it's more one faction fighting against another, which is which is quite quite different to to Talisman really, I think. And the other thing, as well, is it's it's rather than travelling around a a uh, you know exploring a, a a fantasy land, it's this it's basically our galaxy in the year thirty the thirty first millennium. So if you're exploring this big huge um, uh, area sectors of, of space, which each has been has kind of got its own nice little bit of, of fluff and, and and interesting things that should happen there, which is you know. The thirty years of history that the, the, the guys at Games Workshop have been writing, so it's more, it's it's adventuring within within a universe, and it's a it's a much more grand scale than, than in *Tales which where you're just a, in, adventuring around a land, you
0: know? Yeah, that's that's, I think that's what I I got from the game in that you have these two very distinct factions that are fighting each other and also having to fight foes that are, you know, enemies to both of them um Mm. gene stealers and tyranids and um um uh, other races orcs of course uh, make their appearance why wouldn't they um but it's all um set in that universe you have fleets you you can you have orbital strikes and this sort of thing it's basically taking the items and elements and things that exist in talisman and there is a talisman although it's not really called that it's
1: and there's a thing, yeah. Talisman, the what? Yeah, that's exactly right. A yeah. relic, because 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 at the end of the, the end of the day it is a it is a tal talisman. Yes. The horror, heresy it is a talisman game. I mean, that's one of the things that we wanted to. You know, we we we're not trying to create. We are trying to create a a talisman game. It just happens to be within this this new setting. You know, so it's it is it is just as much as for fans of. Talisman as it is for fans of One Forty Thousand and Horus Heresy.
0: So the one thing that really struck me as very almost unnerving, it's the only way I can describe it, and no offence to your 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 team or your abilities, but the board and how it's displayed is very different. The board is like this almost like force field that's floating in space. And there's like bits floating underneath it. There's not a tangible thing, it's like this sectors in space well how did that evolve how did that visual concept evolve for the
1: game well when I started um, designing the game um, it was it was evident that the way that this was going to work it had to be based within the whole of the galaxy and um, one of the f- and one of the first things that I had to kind of work out was well well you know how how am I going to Going to be able to show the entirety of our galaxy within, you know, a what has to still has to be a, you know, a a a set of, you know, a rectangular space with the three sets of, you know, um, spaces that you can work around. So um, I I started by looking at there's a lot of there's a lot of reference material that Black Library do where they've they've, they've meticulously um, um, mapped out different areas of 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 um, space and galaxies and whatnot, and I had to kind of think, well, how can I fit that within within this within these these constraints of this this area? And I had to abstract it because obviously the 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 whole as you're traveling through the board, you know, the 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 center of it is is Terra or Earth, and that is not a big huge. Um, um, Globe, as it were, and it, it it was kind of working it out, uh, kind of showing it from. It's almost like its its relevance within from a from a uh, from the from the player's point of view. Its relevance within the universe. So Terra is huge, then the 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 this, this, the planets and the systems around that area are quite big as well. And each one of those each one of those planets or systems is is a key place from a narrative point of view within the story so um, for instance in the top left hand corner it's, it's the Istvan system which is where this whole Horace heresy started so it was almost like taking a map but then concentrating on the areas which were which were the most important areas from a narrative point of view you see what I mean and then the idea came up with well what if it did look like this kind of virtual data slate thing that somebody was looking at um, and you know you, you you wouldn't be able to show the whole of this universe all at the same time so it was more of a kind of thing of well let's 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 show areas which are most important you know and and that's kind of how it came about and i I started off with with various um concept sketches that i did and this uh, is
0: very striking you know it's just like wow i can't quite see what's going on here it unfortunately that's my initial what, what am i supposed to do then you suddenly realize that your eyes Aren't focused on one section of the screen. You have to pull yourself back and look at the whole yeah. of the screen, and all the information is there. It's just spread out, and
1: it's quite yeah. That's right. And, the, and, the, and, and there are dif- there are different levels of views that you can do as well. So if you put if you if you if you zoom right out, then everything becomes a little bit more abstract, and and you can only kind of define what's going on for each of those individual spaces. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the actual the actual uh, look and feel of it uh, was we, we kind of we decided on that. Some of the very very first uh, concept sketches and concept art that I did are not actually that far away from from what we ended up with. We actually we we, we, we built the game as a physical version of the game when I, when I first started testing it. I built the whole game as a physical version of the game as well, which we, um, we printed out cards and whatnot just to just to before we even wrote any lines of code at all, to make sure that it actually played well as a. that, as that a happens of in the
0: industry. Actually, some games do lend themselves that kind of
1: design. I mean, it just made it just made sense with this because it, you know it is, it yeah, is a board yeah, yeah. So if it, you know if we can get it working from a physical point of view, then and and that's what we. What we originally took up to, well, down to um, to Shorthanger's workshop as a kind of a proof of concept, and from that very, very early stage, the the kind of the look, the look of the of the board, kind of isn't isn't a hundred miles away from 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 what we've got now.
0: You know? Okay. So um, my next question is something that, uh, that my first question was raised when I've encountered. Talisman Horace Harrisley was like, Oh, is is, is this Relic? Now, Relic is uh, not the developer, which we talked about earlier, everyone, but this is a board game that Fantasy Flight um, uh, released uh, because they have the Talisman license. I think they still own it. Um, and uh, they made Relic, which is like a, a version of Talisman with the 40,000. It's 40,000 universe, not 30,000. Yeah, that's right. 40,000 yeah. universe. Yeah. Um, imprinted upon it. And it's. Um, a very different game uh, to this one, and uh, there's there's all sorts of nuances and elements to it that make it a faster game than the original Talisman. Uh, and there's also character development and that sort of thing. So, which is already in the original Talisman, but it, it's it has different types of combat. You have different. You have mental and you have physical, and you know there's there's also fortune and that sort of stuff. But what I know that this isn't. Relic and I'm not suggesting that it is. But what elements of Relic, if any, uh found their way into the into your game, do you think?
1: Um I mean we, we played we played Relic quite a bit, but to be honest, um we wanted to Not a lot no, to be honest. No. Um No not, not a lot at all. I mean we, we, we kind of we decided we wanted to as our as our first kind of attempt at um, doing another a different version of Talisman, we wanted something that which which was still familiar to more familiar to Talisman players because we want Relic Relic is 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 definitely a different beast to Talisman. Yeah, it says and, Talisman
0: on the box, and, but quite frankly, everyone, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's something it's, else.
1: No, it's, it is something different. When I mean, we were we were we were we we were making a we wanted to make a Talisman game, so we 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 decided we wanted to stick pretty close to the original Talisman rule set, I guess. And then what we did what we decided was to take out some of the 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 more difficult stuff which didn't translate that well into the digital format for Talisman. We could just we we just decided to take that kind of stuff out so that when you're playing the game from a digital point of view um, it it played easier and was less complicated Relic is Relic is a brilliant game but I think it would have been, it's, it, making that as a digital game would be very very I challenging kind of I wouldn't want to do it I wouldn't want to play because...
0: it No, it's easy to you or, or Fantasy Flight it's not I mean Elder Sign great on the iPad um, <laughs> I don't know about you mate, might have different opinions on that game but I, I like that game Uh but when it comes to Relic yeah. I like just the sitting around and shooting, shooting the breeze I mean it's not it's not Terra Mystica I know that okay fine yeah. <laughs> again probably games you and I both played like yes we've played those yes it's not it's not Terra Mystica mm. <laughs> that's not a bad thing it's okay to be rolling dice and going oh look I've got a six explodes and etc it's yeah you know. I mean, I, yeah I think
1: I think I think with 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 um Horace Heresy, so we did we 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 did want to make something more likely from a real set point of view, more likely the Gothic talisman to, to be honest. And
0: I, I appreciate um, that and I think you know that's the, and I I apologise for my because when I first heard it I thought oh isn't that's, a, that's Horus Heresy? But that's set ten thousand years before Relic. Why are they doing? It? Mm. And I got really confused. Like, oh, this isn't Relic at all. This is the thirty thousand universe imposed upon her. You know. um,
1: I mean, it was it was it was actually Gaines workshop that suggested that we that we have a look at this in the first place. And I think probably the reason why why uh, the project went ahead is because I kind of jumped yeah. on it <laughs> when, when 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 they suggested. It, I, I I thought well well you know. I know an awful lot about this particular,
0: you know, um, um oh, setting. yeah, the, the artwork and the presentation yeah. and the, 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 the tone, mm. it's all very, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> like, brothers, <laughs> it's just, yeah, this strange, you know, it is, it is very Roman like, um, but, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it, it an interesting, uh, um, uh, take on things, but yeah, to take to, 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 to Talisman into into this realm is certainly a brave move. But it is not everyone is not Relic, but sort of, Relic has gone crazy now. It's got two expansions, and they're really they make things even more weird. So yeah, just, just have yeah, fun with that. Yeah. All right, last question. I know, it's sad. All good things come to an end, but it's the last one. Um, <laughs> talisman: Horus Heresy. I found it's the board game, and there's inherent issues with downtime between turns um how do you think this uh, Talisman and Horus heresy overcomes this I know how it does it but I'd like to tell, I'd like to hear it
1: from you we've well we've, we've, to be honest we've 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 kind of tried to streamline the uh, the amount of the amount of steps that you have to do between uh, when you're actually having your turn I guess Um the one the one thing about playing the one thing that we found about play, playing making sorry the original talisman was we wanted to the, the original brief was always let's try and make something which is as close to the physical version of the game as possible and with that we come comes um, inherent problems with the way that certain rules have been written or cards have been and we've all, we we and it and those Particular instances of, of you know complicated or difficult rules do slow the game down, but it's kind of we we always made the decision that it's got to be as close as possible to the to the physical version of the game. So that if you know if you if you do take you know take it on holiday when you want to play Tarzan with your friends on your iPad or whatever, that's the game. That if you know if you if you play the physical version, you you don't need to you know. Look at the different rules and whatnot. It's going to be exactly the same as what you get in the box. With Horus Heresy, we didn't have those constraints, so it gave us the opportunity to streamline a lot of the more complicated and difficult rules. I think. Does, does that kind of. Yeah, I think what, what one of the, the things that's important
0: I think, yeah. think Horus Heresy does a great job of, uh, and this is a bit of feedback to your team, is that it lets you know what the other people are doing. Because one of the things that happens in war games <laughs> right. is that you don't know, unless you're leaning over them and looking at their, their layout and stuff they've got in front of them, what they're actually capable of doing. <laughs> or, or doing. And mm, true. Whereas in in, in Heresy it tells you what's going on. So And it's important that you do look around and say, so, oh, he's just killed that and he's got, you know, Renown and stuff. Well, he's always oh, got that. And it's yeah, so then yeah. you know that... Oh, look at this. They've got all, all of their stats of all the players... But the AI or real players are there in front of you, and like they're always always on the screen they're never let they're never off the screen, no matter what's going on they're always there, and it's just telling you the status and It's even like a special like chart saying this person's fought these people and they've lost this and, and it's yeah. all just yeah. making sure that you are aware of what, all the information you need it's, that's the key thing about board games is that being able to read the board and react. And predict what's gonna happen based on what you can see on the board.
1: Well that's interesting because that's that's always been there throughout throughout the original version yeah. of Talisman as well, which I did I did all of the UI design for all for all of that as well. Maybe it's just something that because I've been working on that for so long that I kind of just well, t- take board that game for granted. Player, you
0: know that's important. I mean if yeah. you play a game like Cyclades, I'm not sure if you played that, but it's that, that game is reeks of you need to know exactly what's who's on the board, where and when, and if you don't you're gonna lose badly badly yeah and uh you know uh and, and it's brethren kemet that's similar you know you gotta know exactly what's going on uh and yeah. we need to know yeah. who's got what who's what turns they've got left what actions they've got left to do before you
1: do your thing because if you
0: if you screw that up just once just once the recovery is not impossible <laughs>
1: you know <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think I think with Horace Harris as well is because you because you can actually play it as more of a team-based game as well where you can play yeah. TV 2 then I think that comes into account even more because you're actually you're actually working with either a, a real person or friend and you need to get, you know and, and in those situations you can actually do stuff where you're interacting with each other to make yourself both stronger and whatnot so so I think with with Horace it's even that's even more more of the case
0: um, I think uh, Star Wars Rebellion is the game board game I played recently. That uh, the two two v two is brilliant. It's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't want to detract from from Horus Heresy. But sorry, but <laughs> that's when I when I think of two v two, that's the game that immediately springs to mind. Oh, okay, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Andy, the, it's been great having you on. Just to be clear, the uh, and Horus Heresy couldn't. is on Windows PC, Mac, Linux. I can't remember. Can you,
1: uh it's uh it's on yeah. it's on Steam, uh Mac, uh yeah. iOS and Android wow. at the moment. That's quite a spread. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you can and you can cross play across all those. Of as course.
0: Well. Because it's not an FPS, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's just, no. yeah. Uh, yeah. whereas in other you know, there been, been attempts at doing cross play of FPS. What are you doing? What, no, that's not gonna end well. <laughs> but um no that's really good to hear to have that cross play of, so it doesn't matter what platform you're on you can still do the interaction can't you
1: yeah but another thing to mention as well is we've just released our first expansion right. for Horace Heresy I think about uh, I think we released okay. about two weeks ago uh, which is the s campaign so um, we're doing the same we're doing something similar to what we did with Tarsman but we're, we're releasing Expansions where you can you can kind of explore more of, of, of the the Horus Heresy okay, universe. So, does
0: it we, the, make the board slightly bigger, or
1: it's it's um, so with with um, with um, uh, Talisman Digital Edition, we we kind of we just followed what what Fantasy Fly did, and we we tacked on board sections along the along the edge the sides the corners of the boards. With um, Horus Heresy, what you can do is you can actually um, zoom into a a, a, a specific sector. So, the first one we've done is the ISVAN campaign where you can actually, it's a couple of the planets at the top left-hand corner and it's where the, the whole of the Harris heresy actually started. What you can actually do is you can actually move off the current board and, and move into a whole new board section which fills the whole screen where you travel through the whole of the ISVAN system fighting that very first uh, settled set of Battles that started off the Horus Heresy. And we give, give you new characters to play with, and uh, you know, new um, uh, unit cards and and, uh, and and different encounters. And it's it's really it's really kind of taking what we've already done. And whereas whereas with Horus Heresy, when you go into a, a single, when you go to explore a single planet and you zoom in to that planet, it's similar to that. You can actually go to this section, and it'll zoom in to a whole new board that you can then explore, which is quite Ooh, good fun. Okay.
0: Well, again, Andy, thank you very, very much for, for being on the show. You've been a great guest. Um, oh, thank you. I'd love to have you back on and talk about the game you hinted about earlier on. Uh, <laughs> um, no fantastic problem. to have you back on. But uh, in the meantime, I okay. do wish you and the rest of your team a very best of luck and thank you very much for making such an extraordinary game.
1: Well, thank you very much. It's been, it's been great. Thank you.
0: any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer who listened to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com Also, don't forget to check out the Computer Game Show, which is the stablemate Podcast, shall we say, of spong.com Bye!